What's up, everyone? Welcome to Strength of the Pack. I'm sitting here today with Nick Calabro, and I'm Ethan DeBray, your host as always. And today, we're going to dive in on a new and exciting episode on exploring our creativity and our passion. So it's actually pretty funny like how me and Nick really uh, connected in the beginning because we went to college together and we never really like chatted, but it wasn't until he saw the promo to my old podcast that we started talking. Mm-hmm. So yep. about that. Yeah, no, I saw, uh, I believe the, the intro was a Naruto intro. So I do remember seeing that and I was like, oh damn, I have to say something to this guy because I mean, that was dope and I loved it. It was like, I'm pretty sure it was like 8-bit or like some kind of like pixel like drawing too or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Naruto. Put yeah. a GIF into it. Yep, yep. I love that. So like that drew me and I was like, all right, well, I mean, if you watch Naruto, then then that person's chill. So yeah. like, <laughs> that was kind of all it took. So, I mean, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was it. And honestly, it was just his appreciation of Naruto. I was like, all right, I'm fucking down. Let's get a beer. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's really all it took, man. So we started talking and it was funny. Like we both have done like some pretty similar things in the past. And like, we both have similar uh, creative pursuits. Like funny enough, like Nick started off in college as a, an accountant yep. like me. And mm-hmm. we, we both have undergraduate degrees in accounting. And it uh, turns out we both uh, fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, not for everybody. I'll say that for sure. Yeah, but um, you, you really did the really amazing thing, and you went back to school again to get your MBA and get something that helped you diversify and move into the field that you're actually passionate about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you want to yeah. talk about that a little? Yeah, so, um, well, as everyone knows, I, I did get my bachelor's in accounting. Um, I was trying to go that, that route that, you know, everyone kind of tells you, like, oh, just, you know, do something that you're going to make a lot of money. Um, there's a lot of opportunity in business, um, especially accounting. It's just a good fallback, or not even a fallback, but just in terms of, like, job security, it's pretty good. That's what everybody told me. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I guess you're right, but, like, if you don't really like that yeah, stuff, it's yeah, just, don't. like, you know, if you don't have a passion for accounting, then... It's just probably not going to work out for you in terms of like mentally at least. So um, I thought to myself like, well, it's a way I can kind of do business and like kind of finish my degree or at least my master's and like do something a little bit more creative. And um, so I decided to switch over to marketing as my um, as my next uh, Your MBA. my MBA. And um, yeah, I mean, it's still good. Like, I mean, no matter what, my biggest takeaway is that college is awesome because it definitely taught me what it meant to work hard mm-hmm. and what hard work was and how to organize thoughts, uh, especially um, for for business as well, um, how to present items, um, whatever it was. I mean, that is definitely an invaluable experience and especially juggling like a bunch of coursework, some that you're not necessarily interested in. It doesn't matter. I mean, you're going to be always in life what was the worst class you took? Yeah. Oh, astronomy. <laughs> just, it's funny. We just talked about this. And I think maybe I like showed up for like nine nine classes of the whole, <laughs> of the whole semester. Somehow managed to walk away fine. But like, 
I mean, it's it's good to know how to juggle stuff, even if you don't like the stuff that you're doing. And once you do that, you understand what it, what it takes to be happy and what it takes to do something tough that you're not always um, very much interested in. So yeah, like I, I feel like especially like when you first go into college, like you're so young, like no one no one really understands like what we're doing. Or what we're like trying to accomplish, we just think of it as like, oh, this is the next logical step to take. It's go to college after high school or trade school or whatever. It's like kind of like almost as if you like reading the thoughts that I'm saying. <laughs> really like, no, this is like one of the number. Like this is like the biggest thing I probably like talk to people about is that that exact point. And I know you touched on it in your first um, your first podcast, your opening podcast, and. I, I honestly could not agree more, and I always preach that to everyone I say, like that I meet. I say, "How are you going to make decisions about your future when you're fucking when you're seventeen? So, yeah, <laughs> and not even seventeen, dude. Like this, the same thing happens when you're in high school. Yeah, when you're in high school. You're not even like eighteen yet. When you're applying, and you're choosing what college you're going to go to based on your major. Like, yeah, but how the fuck do you know? like what you're gonna want to do for the rest of your life when you've only lived not even let's say you live to 100 right let's yeah. just say yeah, just yeah, for, yeah. like like argument's like, sake. yeah argument's sake and like rounding and all that yeah, yeah, yeah you haven't even lived a quarter of your life and you're gonna say what you're gonna do for the next three quarters of it like how is that possible like how can you do that and like say like oh yeah i'm gonna do that for like 60 more years Bro, like, literally, it was the exact same feeling for me. Like, I, so, like, in my book, even, like, one of the first, like, the prologue to my book is Quarter Life Crisis. Yeah. Because at 21, like, I was like, everyone just assumes we have 100 years to live. But I'm like, how many people live to 100 in your family? Like, does longevity run in your family? Yeah. I'm like, like, my grandfather just passed away and he was, like, in his 70s. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. Have I lived a quarter of my life already? Have I lived a third already? I'm like, but like, am I prepared to spend the the next like three quarters to two thirds like just being miserable yeah, working dude. in public accounting because someone tells me I should be doing it because yeah, it's a respectable because they did job it too, and like whatever and and well I mean you could be successful easily and it's like very measurable whatever like yeah like money money is important and people who tell you money is important are, are honest like in my opinion full of shit yeah but like. At the same time, is it the most important thing? No. no and like, no. like, would I be happier working for like 10K less? Like if I get to just stay and work from home every day? Yeah, Fuck I yeah. hope so. I yeah. would take that. <laughs> I would yeah. take that in a heartbeat. Absolutely. I would take a 10K like pay cut just to work from home every day. Yeah, Because people don't value those, those kind of things like ordinarily. It's just when we're young, the only thing we understand is money. And what you're just taught through school, which... Like, all, like, I mean, I, I don't want to be the whole, like, I really don't want to be the conspiracy theorist the saying, yeah, like, yeah. well, it's the system, and, yeah. but, like. But you're, it's, it's not it, even a conspiracy. It is. it is just a system. Like, you you go to school to set yourself up to go to more school to go into the world where, like, you have a job, you, like, slot yourself into a career, which is usually, uh, you, you have a boss, whatever, like, I mean not all schools say like you have to work for somebody else but i mean like the the overwhelming majority of people believe that like you have to work for somebody else you have to have a nine to five yeah you have to kind of just go through this whole like thing like this like thing just because of what like it's like it's like fucking because it was the norm 
Yeah. Like, that's just the, the dumb reason to, yeah. like, have to do all this. Like, Yeah, like, school teaches you how to be an employee. Yeah. It teaches you, yep. you have an assignment, you have a deadline, finish it. Yep. If you don't, there's repercussions. Yeah. But it doesn't encourage you to be, like, creative. Because, like, no. yeah. you know, like, we're in college, and, like, my degree was accounting, right? Like, I should just be taking accounting classes, right? Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm stuck taking all these silly, stupid classes. Yeah. Like, that are just gen ed classes. Yeah. Honestly, in complete spite, since I had uh, extra credits left over. Uh, one credit in my degree comes from a class I took on werewolf history. That's actually amazing. Yeah. I took a one credit like that too. It's fucking superheroes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I ended up being my favorite class. Uh, <laughs> like the same though. Like, and then even better is that the, the teacher of that class, he was getting his PhD writing about werewolves. What the and hell? In fact, it's lycanthropy like, 101 actually. That's, but that's, <laughs> that's, that's actually the name. Yeah. That's amazing. But like, you know, like school, like it's unfortunate because it puts you in a box, but at the same time, like school helps because it gives you perspective, especially if you're like hustling in college, like yeah. trying to like get yeah. your shit together. Honestly, I think like the most valuable lesson I got out of college was opportunity cost, mm. like from uh, macroeconomics. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. like, like basic principle of opportunity cost is that if you choose to do one thing, you're giving up the option to do something else. Mm-hmm. Right. So like school, like you're, t- you're from a young age, you're taught to value your grades right everyone's chasing straight a's everyone's chasing the 4.0 because that's like what you're supposed to do that's the standard yeah but then in college i realized i was like i'm burning myself the fuck out yeah like you know commuting both ends of the candle man yeah oh my god and and then like from all that i realized i'm like what if i just like stop trying so much yeah and from there i was able to do all the other things i want to do and still maintain like a three six yeah and still do like enough like I don't want to say enough to get by, but it's just like you're still like accomplishing kind of the goal of being at school and mm-hmm. you're also working on yourself in the process and like diversifying like what other knowledge you're gaining. Like if you're only learning school stuff, then like you don't have a social life and you don't have like friends because all you're doing is studying the thing you're studying or whatever it is. It's like there always is a give and take and that's like yeah literally what's on my arm like i just like i i love i love your tattoo (laughs) so like we we love anime and like honestly like anime like just gives you a lot of life lessons when you're a kid and like you know teaches you to like be the hero in your own life absolutely it really usually favors the underdog which i really like yeah and um and that underdog usually ends up being like some kind of metaphor for something like else and like internally that's Mm -hmm. found in most people so like I, I love anime for that. I mean... You, yeah. you have, like, one of the most, like, subtly done but most significant tattoos, like, I've yeah, ever okay. seen for anime. Yeah. So, on his arm, he has tattooed equivalent exchange. Yeah. So, it basically means uh, you can't gain anything without giving something of equal or greater value in return. And um, I actually put it um, on my right wrist... Um, the reason why I did that, there's like a whole like meaning behind it, but the reason is like, you know, like I go and give somebody a handshake and I'm exchanging something with them, mm. whether that be like, I don't know, just like a hello or, or whatever it is, or like locking in a business deal or whatever you're doing, like you're, you use your hand and you like make that exchange and it comes together and it's just like, that was important to me. And it helps remind me that, you know, Hey, like you can't just materialize something exactly in air like it's that's why it, like i think full melt alchemist really like stuck with me because i mean i don't want to spoil anything no no, no at this no. point it's like out already yeah but like um regardless i mean the whole like idea behind the whole thing is that like 
you just it, like money doesn't grow on trees kind of thing and yeah. you have to you have to put in some kind of effort and the amount of effort you put in you're gonna see some kind of reward mm-hmm. from that or yeah it's really basically what that is i mean see i'm so much more in that school of thought as opposed to like manifestation like yeah like i i i feel like a lot of people misappropriate like what manifest manifestation actually means and they think it's just like positive thinking positive thinking positive thinking yeah and it's not no. so like like full metal alchemist is based off of alchemy which is actually like a science it's, it's a real thing it's yeah. like the mixing of metals in order to create new things exactly right? yep so like in order to achieve the things that you actually want you have to mix together the right ingredients yeah. to create the end result it's not enough to just think about it and want it yeah and it, that's definitely a, something that rings true throughout the series is i mean you see the main characters ed and al and um while they're doing some crazy stuff they're doing basically like magic like on the show like but like they're they're combining ingredients to try and get something else but their main goal is to try and revive their dead mother right yeah and like the thing is that like even with all the ingredients in life to create a human physically human body Body. there's nothing you can give for a soul except for another soul right and that's the whole idea behind the whole thing and and that's a struggle that both of them go through the entirety of the show which is great and like the best part at the end for me is what um how how they solve the problem gives yeah for the exchange for now his brother back kind Uh of thing and like that was that really sit that was like my favorite ending to a show ever just because of that it's just like he was willing to give up what the whole show is based on Mm mm-hmm just for his brother and he had to understand that and he had to go through the the tr- like the trials the tribulations and it's not just like you said sitting there and, and thinking good thoughts and suddenly you get it no they fucking went through the mud the thick they went through war they went through like suffrage they yeah. went through like just, just darkness yeah darkness they're, they're no family not like nothing mm. and they just had to deal with it as freaking kids yeah this anime, man and like it, it, i mean you know it's somebody's actual life story though too that's right. why i like i feel like i connect to it so often, anyone but, can you know. like and i think i think like yeah. one of the most important parts of like the hero's journey is self-reflection absolutely so like yeah. one of the things i asked nick to do before uh, he came here today i asked him to take the myers-briggs yes. personality yeah, yeah, test yep, yep. i'm gonna be talking about this on yep. all of my podcasts because i really think it's an important thing to know about yourself and it also helps you relate and understand other people much better for sure so background on myers-briggs is that it's a mother-daughter psychologist team they created this personality test that has 16 different archetypes on it and it's just based off how you answer different sets of questions and what you value. So each one of these personality types occur in different frequencies, but they're all based off the same principles. So like for the first one, you're either introverted or extroverted. Mm-hmm. You're intuitive or sensing. You're thinking, feeling, judging, prospecting, assertive versus turbulent. So you can score on either side of that coin for each one of those categories and it really does compile a pretty compelling profile of an individual or it helps you estimate what another person may be like and it really just helps from like networking just from you know yeah. understanding yeah, the other yeah. person exactly. so what was your score so um i actually ended with a score of campaigner um was the end result which actually surprised me because like a campaigner i think it showed the um the other people that are campaigners in like the modern society, like popular belief is uh, like Robert Downey Jr. and stuff like that. I'm like, 
really? Like me? Like yeah. Power damage? Yeah, like, I really don't believe that. But I was actually though reading the the rest of the the um the the compilations of that and like which ones I what which way I leaned towards each of those. Um, but it seemed that I was sixty percent extroverted versus forty percent introverted. So I scored more extroverted than I than I thought initially. Um, I was more intuitive rather than observant. I was um, more feeling rather than thinking. Um, and I uh, was more into prospecting versus judging and more assertive than turbulent. So those were my scores. Um, definitely, definitely surprising. I mean, I've taken a couple of these and yeah. I've had some different scores every time, but... You took it one time yeah. with me. Like the first time me and him ever uh, like went to get a drink, I asked him to take it because like, I'm honestly endlessly curious about yep. what people score. Yeah. Because then, like, honestly, a really good indicator for me if I'm going to get along with another person well is that if they're an intuitive type or not. Mm-hmm. And if they are, it always leads to the most interesting conversations. Yeah, and, like, absolutely. what's funny enough is that I, I remember in the past you, you actually scored a Turbulent. Yeah, and, definitely. And, and you've come a long way. That's a yeah, huge shift. Which, which kind of goes to show... That turbulence versus being assertive isn't a core part of your personality. Yeah, it's, it's a choice. Stay like that too. Like I mean, you can evolve over time and like kind of perceive yourself in different lights. And I think that's definitely a reason why I have like such like drastically different scores is because I feel like over time I've been able to like kind of reflect on myself and like really like the way like my actions affect others and stuff. And like I'm very much more like aware of that. Um, so I kind of just try and like work towards satisfying like oh like everyone's need, which is maybe not like everyone you're not really yeah. supposed to do that. But I mean, I find that um, at least now like I'm a little bit at least more self aware of myself and like my impact on others. So I mean that's definitely important, and I think that's why I'm able to now score uh, differently and yeah. at least in this category now because now I was able to look at that before. It kind of like pushed me to understand like what I would probably have to do to like kind of be in a better place than I was previously, where I was unsure. You know? Yeah, like do you find yourself now kind of making more time to pursue your own interests? Oh yeah, for sure. So like I mean, back in the day, I was like working a bar job. I think the last time, or, or maybe I had just gotten into you, my current yeah, job now. So, um, so I used to be a, a bartender like right out of college and. I mean, it was awesome money. Like, I can't, like, honestly, I, I thank God I did it because it got me in a pretty good position to start the, the career that I'm in now, which is photography, cinematography, and stuff like that. Um, but um, at that time, I, like, I didn't really have too much of an identity anyway. Mm-hmm. I was unsure of myself, too. And um, so, I mean, I think it's definitely come a long way um, understanding myself and, like, putting placing myself where I am now. So, I mean definitely a big jump for sure did i answer that question no you definitely yeah yeah Yeah, like you know like i I just i just find it really interesting like how people can evolve and change like i had another friend that that had switched from uh, a turbulent category to like an assertive category yeah and he's just like like it's night and day like he's he's way more like he's way more just confident and like he's able to present himself better he like he used to like back down more like if he if he challenged him like in an argument or something and just kind of like let it go but now he doesn't do that. He'll no, just yeah. argue incessantly yep. with you. Yep. It's kind of like you hate it, but you love it. You yep. love that like he, he's come so far. Yeah. So 
it, it's super exciting. And uh, did you read anything in it in particular that really like stuck out to you? What in the um, in, in the ENTP in, in the ENT? Um, I think the FP. I, sorry. Oh, the the, the your the, score. The score. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I just like I, what really stuck out to me though is just the change that like I've made like like honestly is is the biggest thing. I mean. I never would have considered myself a campaigner like a year ago, and that was kind of about when when we met up the first time. Yeah, about, like kind of kind of about a year ago, maybe a little less or so. But um, yeah, like I, I did not see myself in that category maybe ever. But um, I definitely think that like taking the test the first time like made me aware again. Like I, I never you never really kind of like ask those questions that to they yourself ask to yourself in yeah. those in those quizzes until you take them. And then, like, every time you take, like, I've taken those a couple of times now, and, like, every time I take them, I'm just, like, it definitely makes me, like, think more about, like, myself and scenarios, and, like, I think that's, I think that's definitely helped me improve, at least, yeah. in life. So, I mean, it's just one of those things, being self-aware is, like, it's huge. I mean, and that's really what happens when you take these tests, is you become self-aware. Yeah, like, self-awareness is really, like, essential for you to mm-hmm. be able to move forward. Because, like, I feel like like a lot of people just lack self-awareness because they refuse to ask themselves, like, those deeper questions. Yeah, for sure. they're, they're too stuck on, like, the what of yep. the issue. Yeah, and, like, and rarely. rather than the why. Yeah. yeah absolutely. And it, it's, it's really frustrating, like, especially if you're, if you're, like, a friend and you're watching another friend, like, just, yeah. like, kind of get stuck on this thing, whether it's, like, you know, weight loss or starting a new mm-hmm. career. But then it's like, it's just a matter of some extra reflection and planning. You can completely shift your life. In a yeah, direction. absolutely. Are, are you a CPA right now? No. No, because yeah, exactly. fuck that, no, right? Exactly. It's just not, yeah, it just does not align well for me now. So, and it didn't in the past too. And, but I mean, it's just, if you're self-aware enough where you can tell yourself, like, you need to un- be able to be honest with yourself and just say like, Am I like really happy doing this? Like, like what? Like what am I willing to give up to be happier with myself? And like, I think people are just a lot of times scared to take steps, especially after. I mean, college isn't cheap. No. So like, you want to get through all of college. I mean, for me, it was five years with my MBA, and like, like a lot of people I think are afraid to say that like college was a waste of time for them, which I don't definitely don't think. Yeah, me like either. I said, I mean, there were definitely a lot of skills that thank God I did have be get in college. I'm very grateful for that. But I mean, I think a lot of people are afraid that like, Oh, now that they've come this far, they can't make a career change or they can't do something different. But like college, like made me realize what I didn't like. Oh Yeah. And now I'm able to decide better what I do like. And now that I have the other background of like how to keep my finances up and everything at least and like how to track my money and stuff, that that's a great skill to have. And I can be aware of that and still accomplish my goals of making myself happy and like kind of going towards that goal. So Yeah, so like Nick Nick is an awesome photographer what's your instagram you. again yeah um at nicholas photographs and i c h o l a s yeah yeah nicholas um, <laughs> yes <laughs> but, yeah but uh like honestly like that's that's another reason why uh i've reached out to nick in the beginning is just that like i'm a total noob i'm a total amateur <laughs> photographer <laughs> and like i'm just like i just love people that pursue like creative arts like to the maximum degree like to a level of like mastery and yeah. like you're such a perfectionist i was just talking yeah. to you today 
And we're, t- we're just talking about photography before we even recorded the podcast. We went on like an awesome walk yep. in the pop in, in the park around this lake, and mm-hmm. it's just like shot some photos. Yeah, out. yeah, I just kind of talked, chilled, and like you know, it's a good way to like warm up before the podcast yeah, and get ready to sure. go. But like at the same time, it's just like I realized how much of a perfectionist you were. <laughs> yeah. when you were talking because you were like, I like my work, but I don't want to publish certain things yet because it's not to the standard of me. Like yeah. you know, yeah, and like. I, I love that. I respect that so much. But like at the same time, it's it's hilarious to me because my photographs are basically like children's drawings. You have a bigger following than I have. <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's like yeah. the pictures you put on the fridge like when you're a kid. Oh <laughs> like, man! But his, his no, photographs are amazing. Good stuff. But I mean, it's listen. Like I think that's a it's also it's a blessing and a curse too though because it's like maybe I don't release stuff because like. I'm, I'm telling you, she just put it all out no, there. I know, I know. I mean, it's so. There's something that I always go back to, and that's uh, like One Punch Man. Mm-hmm. Is um, there's a, a time where um, the main character One Punch goes up, or Saitama goes up against uh, Genos, is like a yeah, his, his uh, mentee. mentee. Yeah, and um, they like duke it out. It's like a beautiful display of. If anybody ever wants to see something beautiful and display of art just watch this episode but yeah. um yeah basically they have this battle with each other and like Genos like is pretty sure that he's like pretty awesome and I can at least do some damage against this guy yeah but then something happens where you know Saitama he's like Genos begs him like don't go easy on me don't go easy on me don't go easy on me and he says all right fine and he gets, like, a glimpse of what, like, true power was. Yeah. And Genos, like, who was pretty full of himself throughout, like, the entirety of the beginning. Got humbled. <laughs> just got, like, really humbled. Like, he was pretty humble, like, to yeah. begin with, uh, for the most part. But he still believed in himself yeah. to a point where he believed that, like, wow, like, I'm gonna reach this man, like, in terms of, like, strength. And I think I'm, like, almost there. And they've been hanging out for, like, maybe a week. But... Then he gets humbled and he says, he's like, oh my God, like, I I can't imagine ever approaching his level of power. And like, that stuck to me because I was like, there's so many instances where I see like people's work, like photos, videos, ever, and I'm just like, fuck, like, I couldn't imagine being on the level where I can see with those, those eyes, those fucking showering. I'm like, how, what was yeah. he seeing? Like, what the hell? Like, like was he thinking when like th- he decided to take that photo, to shoot that video, like to make the scene like this? To w- what was it? What was going through his mind? And like, what do I have to do to be on that level and perform at that level all the time? And I know for myself that like I'm usually not comfortable putting stuff out until I'm comfortable with it. And like. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing for me, at least, is the fear of putting something out that I'm not happy with. So, so. even even with that story, though, yeah. like, Genos lost that fight, yeah. right? Oh. But did he give up afterwards? No, absolutely no. not. No, so, like, that's just lit the fire. <laughs> but, there, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, like, there's something, there's something noble in the pursuit of greatness. Yeah. And, like, sure, like, you may not be, like, number one photographer in the world. No. And I yeah. may not be, like, number one million I mean, in the world. I mean, no one can do that. No one can be the number one. Like, what makes you the you number, number one, one photographer? Like, exactly. There's so many aspects that revolve around it. You can might be, like, a photography master, but, like, it's not you can't. Yeah, right? it's, whatever it is. And it's just, like, 
there's always something that you're going to lack and there's always something that you can learn even if you are the best mm-hmm. so i mean and that's literally one one punch man is based off of that idea that like the best isn't even happy with himself exactly he's always looking for something he's like bored bored he wants another challenge he wants something and like and later down down the road in that show mm-hmm. he's challenged again by someone who doesn't have any power mm-hmm. and he tells him um, you can be the strongest, but it doesn't mean you're the greatest hero. Yeah. And, like, that, to me, that was another time I was, like, smacked in the yeah. face by anime. Like, oh, this is a sick concept. And it's true. Like, he's the strongest man in the show, but, like, that doesn't mean it makes him the strong, the best person, the strongest hero, the strongest, like, like whatever his, like, his, the strong, like, the, the best vision he has in his mind. And he had, and now, fucking, the strongest character that we've seen yet is Humble. You see, like, I think the anime I relate to the most is Naruto. Yeah. Just because, sure. like, I fucking get it. Yeah. Like, to me, it's like, the thing the, the thing that I think makes me different from a lot of people is that I'm not afraid to fail. Yeah. And, like, I really just throw everything I got at anything I do, and I just, like, all right, let's see what happens. Yeah. Like, Naruto, like, from the beginning of the anime, like, he wanted respect from, from like, other people. He wanted the respect of his peers, his home, his family. Like, you know, like everyone should just acknowledge him for his skills and his capabilities because he knew he was capable of more from the very beginning and everyone doubted him. So the thing that I admire the most like about Naruto from that show is just that from day one, it's like, watch. It's like one day I'm going to be Hokage and like you're all going to need to depend on me. So like that's how I feel. Like that's my relationship with failure it's like you may laugh at me i may stumble i may fuck up or fuck up an audio recording or something yeah like you know but like none of that matters it's just part of the learning curve so like you know so like i go back on instagram and see a photo i posted i'm like oh that's actually kind of shitty like what yep. the fuck was i doing here i, yep. I have saturation on 100 percent yeah right, like right, come on right. like, uh, like, looking back <laughs> and self-reflecting yeah. at your work after like a year is like sometimes just like Oh, it hurts. It's yeah. like, thank God I progressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's just the yeah. thing, though. It's like, it's like I don't even get stuck on the failure. I just, I just next step, next step, next yep. step. No, like, it's the same. Yeah, I understand that completely. Like, there, there's a there's a book that I like. Are you into fiction reading at all? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. Have you read Brandon Sanderson's books? No, I, I do. I, all right, I'm into fiction reading, but I just, I, I haven't read a fiction book in a really long time, a long time unfortunately. Yeah, but, I mean... If you that's have my Audible, anime, bro. man. That's like, fuck. yeah, that's true. I mean, Audible does do a lot. Yeah, you should, you should use that. Like, sponsored I, by Audible, <laughs> dude. I fucking, I fucking wish. I, see, like, this, now this is manifestation pushing into equivalent exchange. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm, re- I'm ready for that Audible sponsorship. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but like, uh, I love uh, Brandon Sanderson's books. Okay. Because like, in, in one of his books, like, there's like this inc- important uh, concept that gets keeps getting played up. Like this, his brother left his younger brother like a riddle, basically, mm-hmm. and it was like. What's the most important step a man can take? And, like, most people would kind of think, like, the immediate answer of, like, the first step, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the first step is the most step, the most important yeah. step that a man could take. Yeah. But he, but then, like, they, the character has a ton of development throughout the book and, like, gets to, like, this scene where he, like, it finally clicks. He's like, the most important step a man could take is the next one. Fuck. Oh, fuck. Cheers. Cheers. God. Yeah. That's I'm not tearing up. That's crazy. Mm. We, had a, we had a drink to that. But yeah, like, because it was like, and it went on to say, it's like, it doesn't matter 
how many times I fall as long as I get up and take the next step. And I'm wow. like, that that is so important. Like, that's why, like, these stories, even though they're fictional, like, have such a huge impact on yeah. us. Like, it just encourages you to constantly pursue greatness. Yeah, it gives you just a new perspective. Like, sometimes all you need is just to kind of, like, hear the right thing and you just like literally awaken some like technique you know what i mean and it's yeah. just like oh, like all the memory like the truth starts flowing into you and you're just like this is like all i needed to push you like oh, that like extra mile forward you know and like it's it's, it's I, good stuff i think i think the scariest thing about people is that when we finally realize like how unlimited our potential actually is yeah like honestly like just the pure infinity of our own potential it's, it's terrifying yeah because it it just goes to show you that like this sluggish like you know like lackadaisical approach to life you just you just sit there and reflect like wow i could be great too like i could yeah. like you were talking about robert downey jr he's like it's like fuck i could be like i could be an archetype reference yeah, right? on that he's like, he's like oh i scored the same as nick Calabro. like yeah, you know right Ugh. like when i read uh so cool. <laughs> for, for intj like my mine i'm an intj and mine that? are uh it's introverted intuitive thinking judging i i'm like 90 percent uh i'm just speaking off the top of my head i'm 90 percent uh introverted i think 87 percent intuitive thinking versus feeling is pretty close it's 57 thinking to feeling mm-hmm. Ju- judging 99 percent to one percent prospecting I, i've really lightened up since i got married just <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. chip away at me nice and then i'm 100 percent assertive yeah and like a lot of people like confuse that about me. Like people think I'm extroverted all the time, mm-hmm. but I'm like I'm just I'm just not. Yeah. Like I, I would much rather just like be alone. Like most of the time, like yeah. I it, it, like stay at home versus go to the bar. Like yeah, I I always find those questions so difficult to answer because it's just like it's so dependent on the day, man. Like and like I don't know. Like but but I mean yeah. I, I was surprised that I always scored more extroverted than introverted. Honestly. Yeah. Myself. Like that doesn't. That's great. Like, yeah, you know, like, like, I have tons of friends that are extroverts. Yeah. But I think what it is for me, just, like, at my plain core, yeah. is that I really do just have a battery. Yeah, <laughs> Like, yeah. like I, I was hanging out with a friend, like, the other day. Had a great day. We explored. We did a bunch of fun stuff. And then just after he left, I, I was just depleted. Yeah. I had yeah. literally yeah. nothing left. Yeah. I was like, why am I so exhausted? That's funny. Yeah. But, like, uh, but like I look at my, my archetype. And uh, a couple of the people that are referencing it are Elon Musk and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nice. And nice. I'm like, fuck yeah. So what was that like? Uh, so like mine was like the campaigner. Like what's the like the, the like the term for yours? So mine's the architect. The architect. Yeah. It's 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 super funny. So like I, I think if I'm remembering correctly, I think the campaigner is about four percent of the population. Really? Yeah, it's all, it all happens on the bell curve. Because you know what it is? It's it's the intuitive types are rarer in general to, to sensing types. Really? Yeah, just because, like, I, I've noticed it even just within myself. Like, it's just, like, it's very hard to find like-mindedness with an intuitive mind. Because, mm-hmm. like, intuitive people are more likely to question the things that happen yeah. around them. Whereas sensing people, like, it's not a bad thing. They're, yeah. just, they're just, like, stark realists. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like... Like we we see like the beer on the table, right? And yeah. we're like, wow, how did this get here? How does yeah. it And like versus the other guys, like there's a beer, like yeah, you know? and yeah, like yeah. And, like there's nothing wrong with that, but like yep. that that really is uh, a really critical uh, diversifying factor. So like the INTJ is the second rarest personality type. The rarest is 
an INFJ, which is what my wife is. Mm-hmm. She, instead of thinking more than feeling, she's more feeling than thinking. Yeah. And even rarer than that, actually, is a female INTJ. They, really? they make up 0.8% of the population. Wow. Super, super rare. Wow. But, like, it, it's super interesting to me because I really am a, a numbers guy. And, like, I, yeah. I just... When I see the data in front of me and like, like people are all just like walking data. Yeah, of course. And then now I have like these profiles at my disposal and I can kind of just understand a little better, communicate a little better and like really empathize more. Exactly. You can kind of just tailor like your like, I don't know, conversations and stuff and like your approach to somebody like based on like their profile. Oh yeah. Like they'll probably receive you better because of it. Like just by being aware of them and being aware of the way your like score affects their score and just like yeah. and like and just being adapting to those people being adaptive so especially important. in like your relationships yeah i know how my wife kind of thinks and communicates yeah. i understand her needs versus my needs and then yeah. like from just understanding her personality type yeah. we were able to get along well and I'm able before, to make those before hearing like like let's say like oh like your um wife or like my girlfriend let's say were to say something to me like Maybe I could have a better reaction because I understand where it's coming where from. it's coming from more. Yeah, and just like being aware of that, like maybe I won't react like instinctively bad, like mm-hmm. because like at least I understand why. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Why it's just like it. exactly. their communication needs. Yeah. Like, like it's it's funny. Like one of the things my my archetype says about me is that like I'm a real lone wolf type, mm-hmm. and then yeah. at the same time, it's just, uh, I'm the bitterest pessimist and this <laughs> most starry-eyed idealist at the exact same time so i'm just made up of uh contradictions that yeah. make only only sense to me and it's so true though it's just like i really am like i i automatically see the worst because i'm like i i can be pretty judgmental but not necessarily in like a negative way mm-hmm. i make decisions fast yeah you exactly. know i don't hesitate very yeah. long and like you know i see like patterns and like i recognize the patterns and i'm just like yeah, this, this isn't someone that I want to hang out with. Yeah, like, you and know, that's just immediate for you. That's just that. Always. Yeah. But, yeah. like, at the same time, like, it, it just, it, it gives it gives me more perspective. So, like, to like the lone wolf type, I was like, yeah, this is 100% yeah. who I am. Yeah. I just function better alone, which is kind of funny. So, like, just one of the fun questions I like to ask on the yeah. podcast is, like, what do you think your spirit animal yeah, is? Dude, I totally, that's, the funny thing is that, like, my whole thing, too, like, all right, so... This is like another completely like slight sidetrack, but so like number one on seven is like my fucking shit, and that's fucking relates to um, Master Chief, okay, and Halo. So he's like Sierra one one seven. That's his number, you know. And um, but he's like the lone wolf basically, and like mm-hmm. I like read that book when I was a kid, like the the whole like Halo series basically. Yes, it is a book. Um, and uh, I actually didn't know. Yeah, they have like a couple of books, and it's really great. Um, it's so very it was interesting. My first Xbox game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but just like I always considered myself like the lone wolf. I'm like an only child, which surprises a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an only child that actually went uh, only to private school. My graduating class for elementary school was a class of eight. Oh, wow. My high school graduating class from Wuhan was uh, 108. Weird. It's just 100 more. And then um, I went to Molay, which is another private school, which is also arguably pretty small. Dude. My Growing, <laughs> but small. So, like, like 
I am like the epi- epitome. epitome I like to say epitome because I feel like it's just like, it has I'm like, the epitome. epitome. Yeah, <laughs> I find that it just like strikes harder yeah. at people, but yeah, the um, I'm the basically the, the epitome of like lone wolf. Like my my parents moved to North Carolina like when I was like eighteen ish, nineteen ish. So I, I mean, I've been on the island myself this whole time. I've like fended for myself. I've went through college. I like rent a home in long island which is not cheap yeah you know what i mean and just like i kind of just kind of did it all on my own i left like everything that like i studied for basically Mm -hmm. to like kind of take a leap of faith and do something that i loved like all this stuff like it's a very like lone wolf like category and i like i almost got my first tattoo was almost the fucking wolf howling at the moon thing on my (sighs) shoulder and i just like i like decided let me just do the other thing in exchange instead but that was like that was a big like a, a huge thing for me so my i really thought i was a lone wolf, wolf. yeah, yeah so. I, I acknowledge it yeah, <laughs> yeah you know yeah, it's got a beard going on no, I, just, I, I just i just shaved feel, yeah dude like <laughs> i'm a summer hair out now like, <laughs> i don't even know what the hell happened with that like dude like i i relate to that so much just because, like, I grew up in a similar way. Like, I grew up latchkey. Like, you know, mm-hmm. my mom was never home. Yeah. All the responsibility was on me, like, yeah. to function. Like, if I wanted to fuck around in school, I could have. Yeah. You know? But what have, what would that have achieved? Exactly, nothing. Exactly, nothing. Yeah. Like, funny, like, your graduating class was, like, 100 kids. Yeah. Mine was 757 Jeez. in July. And those were just the kids that passed. Because we had, like, a... We scored, like, a 10% on the college readiness score. And we uh, we had a bunch of kids fail, no. and then they all graduated in the the summer. So like I think our final graduating class was around like eight hundred. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And I, I fucking grinded in, in, wow. in high school. I was like fifteen in out of eight hundred in wow. in uh, high school. But fucking like that lone wolf approach. Cause like I went there every day. I hated high school, man, because it was violent there. Like, every single day there were fights in my school. Jeez. Every single day to the point that it was, like, a valid reason to be late to class. Wow. Like, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. It's I don't just, even know if I saw one fight. What, what, one time? It was all these kids that thought they were, like, thugs, yeah. you know? This one kid, like, to me it's funny because I have a dark sense of humor, but, like, this one kid was doing shit he shouldn't have been doing outside yeah. of school. He got stabbed outside. <laughs> and then, what, what's his first instinct? Not, not call 911, not call an ambulance. Let me go to the school nurse. You're fucking crazy. He went, he went inside. He went inside the school. And he went on lockdown and he's just bleeding. And, like I'm like, you're so... That's wow. that's the level of fuckery that wow. I had to put up with in high school all the time. That's... And that, like, that honest-to-God just hatred of that yeah. place drove me every single day because I was like, I will not be another one of these fucking people yeah. that stay in this town yeah. for 20 years and make more fucking idiots, like, yeah, to contribute, exactly. like, to this because it's exhausting. Like, it is, dude. So taking that, that lone wolf approach to life, I just became consumed with being successful. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. I, and I, I just see that in you, like, so much. Hell yeah. Dude. Yeah, like, you're, awesome. you're truly, like, someone that pursues, like, mastery in, like, his craft. <sighs> yeah, well, I mean, I feel like if you don't have something to, like, push towards, like, an internal goal something, like, it's, like, definitely makes you feel, like, definitely lonely and, like, sometimes I guess, like, hopeless. Like, and, and like, I understand, like, it, I... Before I even started, like, photo, video, and stuff, like, 
I was having like an identity crisis myself. Like, yeah. I mean, I was like, dude, like I'm, I'm like basically almost done with college. Like I don't want to do the thing I'm studying. Like, <laughs> I, I like, like, what am I doing? Like, like, am I going to be stuck like a bartender, like the rest of my life? Like, I definitely don't want to do that. Like, I mean, like I have so many aspirations to like travel, do stuff like, and like kind of just like show people my perspective, but like, I don't know how to do it. And, like, I considered being, like, a gamer at one point. Oh, like, yeah. Freaking, like, I considered everything. I'm like, all right, what am I good at? What am I good at? And at the time, I wasn't even freaking good at photography. I didn't even know. I didn't own a camera until, like, three years ago, I think, at this point. like That's crazy. Yeah, no. Things about the same as me. Yeah. I got I got mine right after graduating uh, college. It was, like, my gift yeah. to me. Yeah, I got that. So the reason why I even got into it is because my buddy, time, um, uh, Robbie, I don't know if you ever met him, Robbie Theofield, he used to be in Was he a guitarist? No, but, I mean, he, oh. he was in the business program, too. Um, okay. But we were trying to build a YouTube channel. Okay. And, um, yeah, um, we wanted to, like, basically take all the knowledge that we took from business and see if we can, like, just create a channel and just, like, explode. And, like, we had a really good idea. Um, we were going to, like, basically play off of, like, an instance that happened and, like, try and, uh, without getting too, too far into details, we were trying to, like, work ourselves around an event that happened and, like, try and blow up through that, like, kind of, mm-hmm. like um and uh you know we bought a camera we like did like all this basically wrong steps that you do in making a YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, yeah. like um you get a camera i started like looking up editing like i i was basically focused and tasked with like the technical recording aspect and he was the time like the um idea guy like made like the like the scripts and whatever and all that stuff and like we spent a lot of time i did a lot of research um and then he got an um, offer at an accounting firm. And I told him, like, dude, like, you had to take that offer, man. Like, yeah. I almost feel bad to this day that I told him to do that. Because yeah. now he's not doing that. He, le- he left accounting. Oh, what does he do now? Now he's a, being a police officer. He, he wanted his whole life to be, like, a police officer or, like, do something in that, like, realm. And now he, um, I think he's in Suffolk. Accounting is actually yeah. a really good degree to get into the yeah. police department. Like, yeah, so he wants to do like forensic, like accounting and stuff. Yeah, for like the FBI and stuff. It's so, literally I mean, the, the top crime in the world. White yeah, exactly. Well, it's, yeah, because yeah, you like for terrorism and stuff. Like the easiest way to track them down is through money. Their finances. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I mean they have to be buying this like shit from somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so that's I told him to take that opportunity, and then. After that, I was still kind of like, well, I'm still fucking obsessed with all this video shit. I've been doing this now. Like, I've put so much time and effort, like, and, like, people are telling me I was doing a good job. And I think a big thing of that is, like, this, like, um, I was talking to you about this, about this to you before, but, like, um, it's a very, like, transferable thing. You can, like, show people your work and they can appreciate it easier. Mm-hmm. And um, I think getting some kind of gratification or, like, having people like tell me and acknowledge me for like my work i think it was a really good feeling and i think like everyone should definitely have a taste of that at some point in their life because if you can hone that into something that you actually enjoy doing like then you're basically free right there like all you need have left is to take the step towards that goal and pursuing it and you will succeed just because of your passion your passion will drive you so far forward that you'll you have to succeed like there's 
then what the hell else are you going to do? Like, there's mm-hmm. no way. And if you're truly passionate about that, like, that's all it really, in my opinion, takes. I, I mean, I, I agree with you, but I think it's it's passion with action. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, 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 like, yeah. You, you can't be a passionate and just say you're nothing. passionate about it and not, like, How many people do that, though? Oh, everybody. Everybody does that. Yeah, like, so, I, so many people. I had a friend that came on and he, he was talking about like how uh, everyone has like their favorite motivational quotes. Yeah. And then he's like, quotes don't work unless you do. Yeah, that's, that's, a, good, that's a good one yeah. too. And I was like, Hell yeah. that, that's so fucking true. It's just like, it's true. you have the passion, but you have like targeted passion. Yeah. And then you also have the work ethic, which mm-hmm. is essential to like build towards your ultimate goal. So like, what was like the moment for you where you're like, this is it. This is what I want to do. So... Um, one of my really good friends now at the time, so went to, to Malloy as well. Her name is Caitlin Boyle, um, was friends with like every single one of my best friends that I like lived with on campus, all this stuff. Like, like, one of, like basically there's no reason that we should never have met in college. There's like, yeah. I don't know how it must've been some weird stroke of luck that we never crossed paths because she hung out with like all of my other friends and I, we have no clue of each other's existence. But one day, I saw her at a bar. We were chatting. Somehow got into, like, the photography thing. She, like, looked at my, like, stuff. And she's like, hey, you should, like, apply, like, for this, like, wedding photography studio. Like, like you have, like, good work. Like, you should just do this. It's, like, awesome money. Like, it's fucking, like, you'll be around, like, like-minded people. Like, it'll be really good for you. And at the time, I was still bartending. I just finished like my master's degree and I was just like, the fuck can it hurt just to like go, you know, like just go like interview. Like that was all it took. I had an interview and kind of told me like what to expect. I started like assisting a little bit on weekends and then I got another opportunity to start editing video. Like someone gave me the option to try and edit a video in eight hours and see what story I could make. And I did it and they liked it and i was just kept on getting receiving good um praise for the stuff i was doing and i said like i really like the way this feels like mm-hmm. doing something that i like to do and like being complimented that i'm doing like well and like also being told where i can like improve and stuff and and i think um also visually being able to see my own improvement yeah. It was huge too. I mean, if you know like good quality, if you like watch like really good movies and like you're inspired by stuff like that, like at least for me, like that's how it worked for me. I like had a really good sense of what quality was, a good story, a good uh, visual, um, just from every 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 aspect of that. And I think um, that definitely pushed me um, to just say, fuck it, let me just do kind of, like, let me just try. Like what's the fucking like, I, I went through an Amway scam. I went through fucking, like, <laughs> like, I did all that, and I was just like, fuck, like, I'm done, like, like with this corporate bullshit. Like, I, like why am I doing, like, all this? Like, wh- why am I going to waste my time, like, trying to kiss ass all day? Like, when I can just fucking maybe do something that, like, I don't have to kiss anyone's ass. I just fucking, like, just be myself. And, like, I mm-hmm. think that's, I think that was the, this when I actually started, like, get it, got a little out of control with how quickly it ramped up but dude that was that literally one of the things that like turned me off in public accounting forever is that my senior accountant who's supposed to be like my mentor yeah. right and supposed to like show me the ropes and teach me how to do things yeah he 
it, he just kept getting abused by like our by like people in the company higher up in him and mm-hmm. like i i didn't like like how they treated him and i i often i often felt bad that he, yeah. that he didn't stand up for himself like one of the, one of the worst ones was is that i, I got called out like in a, in a meeting because yeah. i had i referred a friend of mine to to a job mm-hmm. and he was entrepreneurial like he had his own business and stuff yeah so one of the people that had the power to hire were like i don't know if i want to hire your friend because i don't know if he's going to be more like you or more like jeff it's like you're very wolfish it's mm-hmm. like i don't know where you're going to be in the next few years because like i just see that you have other drives so yeah. like, jeff is more like a dog he's very loyal yeah. And like me, pissed me the fuck off. That I was like, if like, someone called me a dog, like, like you know what? Yeah, like, that's like fun. Like, and like I saw him like kind of wince when like when like they said that to him in the room, and I was angry. But I let it go, and I, I felt bad, and I, and I spoke to him after. I'm like, yeah, he was in the room. Yeah, he said that. We were on the room together. Oh, he said it directly to me, like our whole our whole team, like our immediate team, and like I'm like that's fucked up, and it made it made me really angry. And I spoke. I spoke to this person like after, and I'm like, dude, I'm like, what the hell? You got to stand up for yourself. Yeah. You can't. You can't let him talk to you like that. But the problem is that this motherfucker just backstabbed me as hard as he can. <laughs> like you know, because yeah. like he one he told me something that made me realize that fuck this place. Yeah, I don't want to be around these people because I I would always I'm not afraid of uh, conflict. Yeah, I'm not a confrontational person, mm-hmm. but I'm not afraid to like raise my actual opinion yeah when in when a situation calls for it yeah when and, it arises, of course. and i'm not gonna like overly censor myself yeah like just just you know to be kind yeah like, exactly because because yeah. being kind to other people shouldn't be at my expense yeah like you know like at my like ability to stand up for myself i'm trying to work on that i like tr- i'm trying to be more a little bit like that because i find myself it, it's hard it's picking your best like yeah. i'm not a dick like i no, don't like yeah, just like I go don't get that vibe at all yeah so, yeah but, like, I, I have no problem with confrontation. I have no problem disagreeing. So, like, he told me, like, the exact words that you said. He's like, I think you should try to kiss a little more ass. And what? literally just snapped at me. It's just so like, stupid. Like, what does ass kissing do other than make the person being a dick feel better, better about, about being, being a, a dick? dick? Yeah. What I, the fuck? Yeah. Like, literal, <laughs> actual so advice. Weird. Uh, and then I just see my coworkers burnt out, and then like I had seniors that were only a, a few years older than me going fucking bald. And like yeah, at the time too. I was twenty one, and like they're they're all like 25, 26, like our age now, and like going bald from stress. Dude, the only reason you should go bald is because you train so goddamn yeah, hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's the only time you're allowed to go bald. Was, was it a like, hundred or a thousand push-ups a day? Dude, like was it was like a number that was just like. It was just that? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, sure yeah. it like 100. Like, I'm pretty sure it's like yeah, 100. Yeah, it was like, it was like 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100, like, yeah. everyone sells it to you. Like, fuck, in the big four, they take you to Disneyland. Like, yeah. right your first week. They, yeah. they literally take you to Disneyland. Like, look at all this look fucking at, colors. Oh, look at the perks. Like, the, like, yeah, like, but also work 80 hours. Yeah. Like, fucking, Enjoy like, this shit now. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're going to pay for it later, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, yeah, bro, like, I had some friends that had, like, 100-day working streaks. 100 days in a row without a day off. What? And, like, they're like, <laughs> yeah, 
you know, and like working at 3 a.m. I'm like, bro, like nothing about that says work-life balance or like healthy or like, so like to me, it's like I found myself completely burned the fuck out at 21 and I was like, I can't do this. Dude, I'll tell you one thing. I did like last, last wedding season, I was working basically seven days a week. So I was working like weekend weddings and then I'd edit during in the studio during the week. And like I must have gone on like a streak, not that close, like not a hundred days, but like I was probably I definitely went on a streak that was like like fifty days in a row of like with no days off. And yeah. I was just like but not even de- bothered. Never by did it. I once like I complained that I was tired just because like, yeah, if you fucking just work all the time, you're inherently gonna be tired. tired. But like I always said and fucking like ask anybody that I know, I said like, but at least I fucking actually like what I do. Like, yeah. and I like without batting an eye, like did the work. Yeah, it was tiring, but like, yeah, but like I, at least like I enjoyed it and I like gained so much from it. Like, yeah, yeah, just, just hard work rarely goes unnoticed, yeah. especially when like you're so like rampant about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, like your like your version of hard work is literally like the best version because it's it's visual. It's yeah, intended exactly. to be visual. Yeah. It's intended to be seen by other people. Yeah. So like, there's no. There's no chance but like yeah, to be recognized. Exactly. Yeah, I, I I just love that. So like, so what are some of your uh, your goals for like 2020 and going forward? So not like um, where you want to be in five years. No, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, well, let me give you that actually too though. Okay. So like um, like one of my goals like eventually, well, my original goal was to be on like be like working on the set of game of thrones but god forbid rest in peace it's gone unfortunately yeah i think it died before the last uh, season ended. yeah i think <laughs> there was only seven seasons right yeah yeah, 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 yeah. something yeah. like that right like whatever that. anyway ice dragon yeah something like that but um regardless like um that was my first goal but i definitely want to like do something with a movie um that's that's like a dumb goal. like not a dumb goal, but, like, a dumb goal. but everybody like says like oh i'd love to fucking shoot a movie if you're a cinematographer but um i definitely want to like have some kind of hand and like eventually like shooting a movie um that's my, like my my end end goal um i've had goals in, like in the recent future to like work on commercial sets and stuff and um that actually happened way right. faster than i ever imagined which is great um so I guess like um, my one of my good buddies Taylor that um, does photography with me at my studio um, and like uh, other stuff on, on other work on the outside. One of my favorite things that he says is one day I want to be cut a check from um, Red Bull, and I was like, yeah, I kind of like that idea. So kind of like piggybacking off of that, I. I just, like, my goal is to do, to shoot more stuff that I want to be shooting. Like, I mean, I still enjoy, like, shooting weddings, some, at least I'm shooting and stuff like that right now. Um, uh-huh. But I don't want to shoot weddings, like, all only. my life. Like, yeah. only weddings all my life. And, and I already don't do that, but I definitely want to work more on, like, bigger productions and, like, eventually like my end goal like i want to definitely like make something that's seen by like the world and like something that can be recognized and something that like inspires a large population and um yeah i mean so current goals are just like get better 
start start. I mean, <laughs> fucking like just always get better. Um, but um, right now I'm working on trying to like start up a YouTube channel for myself. Um, and um, do you have a Gmail? A Gmail? Yeah. yeah. Gmail. You have a YouTube channel? Yeah. Exactly. Right, you're halfway yeah, there. No, I, yeah. No. I just gotta upload seriously. some shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's what it is. Um. I, so I I am definitely um I'm working towards that. So as I uh, begin the new season for the wedding season, I'll hopefully be able to have some more time during my week to focus maybe on my channel. And I just kind of like want to put like my own content out there that's like free from it being someone else's like job, I guess. Or like, mm -hmm. uh, like I don't want it to be something I was contracted to do. Yeah. So I want to make more stuff that's like, my view you know yeah free from anybody else's view i mean not that i love everybody else's view that's the reason why i am where i am now is because i took that was a huge thing that you brought up that i truly agreed with in your first podcast was um you like to like watch others and like observe them and like take from like the best parts of all of them and compile them into one like powerhouse idea mm -hmm. and like give your own spin on it kind of thing and that's what I've been doing currently, and that's, like, I want to do more of that and eventually release stuff that we're uncomfortable, on a level that I'm comfortable with, and, like, enough where I can keep up, like, a consistent flow flow of that. And, yeah, that's, like, really, that's, like, my 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 goal in the, the nearest future, the most attainable goal now, I think, is, is just putting more of myself out there, so. I mean, you're taking the first steps right now. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like honestly, though, like even yeah, though you've been on a podcast, <laughs> yeah. this is a good. This is a good way to at least talk about it, you know. And like, it, it's so. it's like you, you know, when it, they talk about manifestation stuff, it's like you're kind of doing it, yeah. Like right now, like you're like it's like this is the moment where you're like setting yourself up and saying like these are the things that I want to happen yeah. in my own life, but. I'm working my ass off to do it. It's exactly. like, it's okay that you don't know like what the image, like at the, at the end, you know, yeah. looks like, you know, after Adobe Lightroom, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. but, yeah. but you have the shape, like yeah. you have the shape of what it looks like. Yeah. So, you know, you just gotta, you know, get that autofocus. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, that's really, that's a, that's basically the, the, the goal right now. I mean, yeah, that's, that's basically it. So what about yourself? Like, what, I mean, I want to know right. about like, cause that yeah, might, sure. maybe it will help me align myself better it's like what your goals are you know man uh i'm the interviewer no, I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna skip that question now i honestly for me bro like i'm i feel like i'm just constantly in pursuit of the best version of myself yeah that's that's just really how i look at it yeah like the the target i'm very much like you in the way that i'm a perfectionist like mm -hmm. like in, in in truth a perfectionist yeah. like not one of those no people yeah. you know to me, it's just like, I'm never satisfied unless I'm at the optimal result. Yeah. And I'm very rarely satisfied where other people would be satisfied. Yeah. So I've been doing a lot lately to kind of just like give more to myself. Because mm -hmm. like most of my life, I, I gave my energy to other people yeah. or to the situation that I was in. Like I'm, I'm the patriarch of my family, yeah. you know, so like... I had to take care of them, like, yeah. you know, and, like, that's, I never had time to be the kid, and, like, mm -hmm. you know, even now with, like, my relationship and stuff, just, like, finances are completely different, yeah. like, I'm in a way better place, and, yeah. like, as Vinny really helps me, like, just breathe, yeah. like, you know, yeah. she helps me, like, appreciate the, the work that I'm doing more in order to just 
enjoy myself and help me reflect on how far that I that I've come. You know, yeah, so like for sure. With so like going forward, like with my goals, like I want to build this podcast. Yeah, I want to build my business. I have an online business that I'll talk more about as things go along. But I'm at the stage where I'm ordering inventory now, and yeah. it's, it's really exciting. Like I, it, it could be life changing. Yeah. I just I'm developing my skills with uh, investment tools. Like I've been trading uh, options for like different companies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. It's basically like a hundred xing like my uh, my profits, which is really exciting. I'm getting That's better awesome. at it. I'm learning more, paying for different like classes in order to learn more. I'm writing more. I have a second book in the works. That's awesome. Yeah, and like like I think I think my number one goal at the moment is to just build influence and build my network. Yeah, that's good. Because my goal with my wife is to build something where we can leave a positive impact on others in just a genuine way. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I've gone to some of these, like, public speaking events, you know, like, sometimes they just get you pumped up or, like, just, like, you actually get insight. Mm -hmm. Some of them are so fucking cheesy and they make me so angry. Like, you go there and they're like, Turn to the person next to you and uh, give him I a high five you. and tell him that he can do it. And you just walk out of the room. Like, <laughs> yeah, just like, I, bro, I can't even make it out of the room because yeah. I've had like a stroke in yeah. my chair. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, now I have to touch someone's hand. They could have coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. Like, 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 bro, like I, I literally like it's. I find it so exhausting, oh, yeah. like just the inauthenticity of like just yeah. pe- of people. And I want to bring. Just something real genuine yeah like passion for life like my my podcast is called strength of the pack yeah because it's about finding that network of people that share the passion and drive to do more yeah. so right now i'm living my goal by just sitting here with you yeah dude well i mean listen man that's like i mean i've, I've seen and read so many times that like I think like the number one thing I probably see from like a lot of successful people that like do write books and stuff is that like I think their number one thing is surrounding themselves with the right people. Um, my dad, okay, so my dad used to work for a pharmaceutical company, okay. Watson Pharmaceutical Company. At the time, it was like the number two like pharmaceutical company in the world, and um, he was a, a sales manager, director of sales for his division, mm-hmm. and um, he told me something that like uh, sat um, well with me and. Uh, it was interview tactics, and he was doing this. He was giving me these uh, tactics to me before I interviewed for accounting firms. Um, the one thing he told me, there's a one tactic that I really liked that he that he said to me. He said, "Give me the names and professions of your closest four friends," mm-hmm. and then like, um, yeah, that that sat well because he said, "Listen, like." The people that you surround yourself most with are the people that influence you the most. And yeah. if they're people that are clearly unsuccessful, they'll be pulling you down that same road. And I was like, that has nothing to, like that question has like nearly nothing to do with you other than like relating those friends to you. Like, mm-hmm. but like regardless, it's like, yeah, those people like have such like a, a an impact on the way you are as a person too. Yeah. I mean, we emulate each other. That's like what drives our own personalities is like the influence 
from what we learned from little kids to like now like every day we're learning things about each other and like being in social situations and like that kind of develops who we are as people and like that journey leads us to be our individual selves so that that's a that's a really really good point and i really agree with that that yeah. so like that's kind of like the best advice you've ever been given that, right? <laughs> yeah basically yeah, yeah. like to, yeah. like with me like that's always been hard like have you have you experienced it with like your photography like in the beginning like you had some people that like try to pull you away from it um yeah actually in the beginning um a lot of people were like why like some people were just like but you went to school for accounting and i was like yeah i know but like what does that mean like that doesn't mean that like i've been dead to accounting what i'm so like <laughs> now i have to only be an accountant now like i can't make any other choices in my life like this is who i am now i'm just an accountant mm-hmm. went to school for it did it for like five years whatever Mm-hmm. Like now, like I'm destined for the rest of my life to be accountant. No, like I, I disagree. Um, but yeah, it's like really what that that was for me. I mean, but isn't it, isn't it crazy? Like, like I bet even those people today seeing like how successful you've been with this, because like you have been. Yeah. Just like they still yeah. don't get it. I mean, like well, like yeah, I guess I could like I can actually say to myself like. I hate to say, like, whether or not I'm, like, I don't know if I'm successful or not, but I can at least say that I went from (laughs) zero, like, I went from not owning a camera to anything I do with a camera is, like, like, that's what, like, allows me to survive. Like, I, I make income enough that I'm able to support myself and continue growing, like, my passion. So, yeah. I mean, I guess that is success, right? Like, it is. I, su- I succeeded. At success least is perspective. That. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, am I a millionaire? No. Like, am I am I exactly where I want to be yet? Absolutely not. I'm not even close. I know that. But I mean, like, are you at least going in the direction? Oh yeah, Fuck I'm like yeah. fucking gunning for that direction. It's going way faster than I than I think I'm maybe even ready for. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. Uh, I'm, I'm actually at least I'm, I'm happy with the, the direction that I'm, that I'm going in and uh, I think it's it's good it's definitely beneficial for my happiness in my life so you, you say you say you may not even be ready for it but yeah. I think you have what a lot of people don't have is the maturity to be ready for it yeah, maybe. you know like you have the maturity that you've like grown over the years to handle the opportunity when it comes because like definitely. everything like is really just preparation for that moment yeah right you that know big moment yeah like even I've had it myself like just like friends that just immediately pull you down like yep. the second you do something yeah like well, i've gotten bad feedback from my podcast like yeah. <laughs> i have one fucking episode yeah. and then yeah. and then even when i wrote a book like it's so funny because like the the spectrum of of feedback is hilarious to me yeah but course. like we get stuck on it like I, yeah because you tend to think about like the worst feedback because it's like sits the because it just pisses you, know, you off so like, much like, damn that person said that about my like work like yeah but like i tried so hard it's like yeah it's so easy for other people yeah. to tear you down, but yeah. it's so much harder. It takes so much more discipline to build yourself up. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, sure. build, build your homes with bricks rather than twigs. Definitely, like, you know? definitely. It's important to you to just also know that, like, to realize that, like, you're not the best. It's, like, it's definitely no. really important. Because if you just get complacent, then you don't, like, you go nowhere. Like, you just stay, like, in the same spot. You don't improve. Nothing happens. It's just... And you'll get bored, man. That's no. like, you'll get bored with it, even the coolest job if, like, you don't, like, if you truly think that, like, 
there's no one better than you out there and like you're not gonna just like try and put yourself out there and like try and like continue to improve yourself and like some people are just complacent with average yeah and like if that's the life you want to live that's your business just don't bitch about it yeah like you know like at least like if you didn't complain you better be like working hard or something like like some of the feedback i got was hilarious like for, for my book it, I had one person who's an older guy and he was just like, what the fuck do you know? Like, you know, it's like, what advice yeah. could you possibly give to help other people? I was like, I don't know. Read it, dick. Like, yeah, you know, right. like, like, you know, fucking and, then, and then I had another friend that, that was like, hmm, it's like, I think you write too well and you write like you use too big of words and like you're. You're just like gonna confuse some readers because like who even reads anymore? I'm like millions of people, bro. That's just millions like of people read. <laughs> a really ignorant statement. Like, but, but just all the time, yeah, man. all the time, and, and like that's what drives these stupid comments. It's yeah. just ignorance, like compiled with a little salted on top, a little jealousy. Oh yeah, you know? dude. And, Absolutely. You know, and you just like if you're someone out there and you're just trying to like pursue your goal. Fuck everyone else. You yeah, gotta, you gotta be prepared to be a lone wolf. Yeah, and just stand yeah. on your own two feet and just before. Absolutely. Wolf, yeah. <laughs> yeah. True, true, true. You know, just just go out there and chase after what you want. Yeah. So, I think we're like getting to that point where we wrap up. But yeah, like, sure. One, one of the questions I want to ask is, like, what what are like the words you live your life by? Like if you had to summarize it. Or, like, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I mean, that's, that's pretty. That's I mean, pretty fair. That's a that's pretty like I mean, that was the first set of guidelines that I told myself to follow. And that's the reason why I actually got like marked myself with them is because I definitely wanted to always remember you. It's, it's like a karma thing. It's just like, you you get what you give and like whatever. I mean, just, you just can't expect to be handed things without putting in some kind of effort somewhere. So, I mean, I think that's always super that's something that's probably my words that i I like to live by just like my first go-to words that's that's fair i I didn't even think of it like that from the beginning yeah Yeah. no i get that but then um okay so at this point is there anything you want to plug any way people can maybe uh contact you see if they need an awesome photographer for their gigs i mean hey listen you can contact me um at nicholas photographs that's on my uh, instagram um, you can email me at ncalabro, C-A-L-A-B-R-O, 117 at gmail.com. Um, will I maybe overlook that, like, alongside of all these now Rakuten friggin' emails that I'm probably going to receive <laughs> and all the other, like, friggin' subscriptions you missed the checkbox? Yeah, maybe I'll miss you on that. So probably the, the best thing you can do is uh, slide into my DMs on Instagram and then... Yeah, ooh, yeah, no, uh, and you get to see a little bit of my work. You can follow my um, my website if you'd like. Uh, it's not probably updated as much as my Instagram right now, but that's also nicholasphotographs.com. Okay. Um, pretty yeah. easy to get through, right? Um, and yeah, and eventually look out for um, my, my YouTube channel, which will be I Make Epic, and that's just going to be making the mundane epic. Like, dude. So I... we'll see. Well, th- thanks so much for being a guest on my podcast. Man, thanks for having me, man. Dude. This is like crazy. This is a great, fun first podcast for me. This is good. Dude, good we'll definitely do more. Hell yeah, absolutely. So on that note, just remember, the strength of the wolf is the strength of the pack. Hell yeah. <laughs>